Happy Sunday, church, and happy Father's Day once again to everyone here. We celebrate all the fathers in the room. And if I haven't the joy and the privilege to meet you yet, my name is Chow, and I have the honor of being one of our pastors here at Highlight Church. And just on behalf of our lead pastors, Joshua Redding and Kyra Redding, I want to extend a warm welcome and hello to you, especially if, it's, uh, if you're new here or if you've been coming for a little while and uh, you've just been sticking around, so we want to say thank you for that. And um, I know it's an amazing thing that we get to do as a church every single Sunday. And I just want to take a moment to honor our lead pastor, Joshua Redding. And I just want to encourage you, if you have a moment in your week this week, make sure you're praying. You're praying for our pastors. Uh, you can shoot him a thank you on social media. But I like to think that he's like the father of the house, right? We know that we have one father, but uh, with him being here and leading our church, he's definitely the father figure here. And, you know, speaking of just being a father, you know, I was blessed enough to have an amazing father in my life. And a little bit about my story, if you don't know, is I actually wasn't born here in the United States. I was born in Vietnam. And my family and I, we immigrated here when I was less than one year old. And uh, my amazing dad, he was actually able to help us settle in Buffalo, New York. And that's where he actually bought a convenience store. And um, it was a corner convenience store. That's where I grew up. And in that convenience store, we actually lived inside the store because it was a part of the house. And we lived behind the house. And there was a place upstairs. Matter of fact, we have a photo here that I want to show you guys. So this is uh, one of the roughest neighborhoods in uh, Buffalo, New York. And as you can see, there's bars on the windows. And I know the, the photo got cropped, but right next door, it was like an abandoned house. And uh, I just remember vividly that in our curtains, we even had like bullet holes uh, from whether it be a drive-by or a gang fight. But just picture that for a moment, because I do that from time to time. I pause and I think like, man, this is what my dad had to do to move to a foreign country, to speak a language that he doesn't know, and to raise up four children. And that's the thing that I appreciate about my dad is because he had just a commitment to have a better life. And not only that, he still took time to work hard yeah. and spend his time with his family. Um, I remember on one occasion, you know, we were working, you know, I'd be helping out putting stuff at the, uh, on the shelves. And my dad's like, hey, let's go. Uh, let's go ride the bike around the neighborhood. And I remember I still had training wheels on the time. I was very little. And I just remember him just helping me run around the street, him out of breath. And like me, I'm like super scared. <laughs> and that, that memory just stuck with me because he was such a, a, a loving guy to the family, but he worked hard. And that's something that he instilled within me at a very young age is to have a work ethic, an extreme hard work ethic. And that's actually what I want to talk to us about today is the idea of work. Because here's the thing, at a certain point in our lives, all of us have to work, yeah. all right? Even Jesus himself, before he got into ministry, he was running his father's business, helping his father. Uh, he was a carpenter. And even God said it in Genesis, he says that when uh, you return to the ground, you'll eat the, uh, your bread, and by the sweat of your brow, you'll eat your bread until you return to the ground. Right? So all of us in humanity have to work. Unless you're that, that point zero 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 one percent where you inherit millions and millions where you don't have to work. All right? 
But here's also another thing. Within our work, I believe all of us here wants to become successful in our work. All of us here wants to become successful in our career. And that's why I'm excited today to start week two of Wise and Winning, because as we journey through the book of Proverbs, Proverbs gives us wisdom on how to win at work. So whether it be you're you're a doctor, a lawyer, uh, a nurse, a stay-at-home mom, or an engineer, an entrepreneur, I believe that God's word, which is timeless, has something to say about how to win at work. So matter of fact, if you're taking notes, uh, that's actually my title for the message, uh, Win at Work. Matter of fact, won't you elbow your neighbor and say, are you ready to win? Are you ready to win? <laughs> elbow your other neighbor and say, let's get to work. Let's get to work. <laughs> but before I give you just three points of encouragement on how to win at work, you're probably asking yourself, you're like, whoa, chow, why should we learn from you? We know your father is successful, but who you be? How, how, how can we learn from you? What is your career? What is your story? So I'm glad you guys asked. So we, we grew up in, um, in Buffalo. Uh, shortly afterwards, my dad was able to save enough, uh, move us out to Ohio. He bought another business, and he's doing extremely well today. But I graduated high school there, and I went to business school for business management. And at the same time, when I was going to school for business management, I was getting my cosmetology license. Uh, my brother was in the salon industry, in the salon business, and he said that is such an amazing business to get into. So I said, well, it's kind of like business in there. It wouldn't hurt. Uh, fun fact, that's actually one of the places that uh, I met my wife early on, Krizia Tran, everybody. She still makes me do her nails today. Apparently, in our home, it's a workspace system, okay? <laughs> this, I just had to let that off my chest, right? It's just it's cheaper than therapy for me right now. So um, I worked with my brother for seven years um, in his family business, and right around the seven-year mark, we just felt God calling us out of Ohio. And that's actually where her mom, Krizia's mom, lived, um, which is in Florida, so we moved there. And so this was the time now where I actually had to get out into the real world, yeah. all right? No longer working for my brother and family, but um, what it's like to be in the real marketplace. So I had some big shoes to fill from uh, my father. And, you know, being Asian, you always want to bring honor to the household, right? <laughs> Don't want to shame my family. So uh, we moved to uh, Orlando, Florida, and actually got a, um, a job at a spa down there, a world-class spa. And to show you how world-class they are, I have a photo up here, next photo. Uh, at one of their spa locations, they actually let a peacock roam around the, the, the property for added layer of luxury. So when you're walking into the, the spa, you see peacocks just all around. So I took a photo with one, and don't mind the aviators, by the way. Um, there was a season where I thought I was in the movie Top Gun. That season may or may not have ended, just let you guys know. But so there, yeah, worked at that uh, salon and spa for about three months. I got promoted to a team leader there. And over the course of the next couple months, working, growing in that salon, I actually got recruited by another salon, and I worked with them for a year. And over the course of the year, this salon actually called me back a few times. 
And on the third time, they said, Chow, tell us what you want to do and how much you want to get paid for it. So I basically invented a role there where I was training, developing, and growing the, the staff of uh, 100 different salon employees. And I was able to travel around all around Florida. And um, it was a dream job, right? And that was actually when I met Pastor Joshua. And he told me of this amazing opportunity to start a church in anywhere USA. <laughs> So this was my, my, my Peter moment where Peter met Jesus for the first time, didn't catch anything all night, had a big catch, and then Jesus says, come and follow me. So I, I left this all behind, came here to Gaithersburg to help start uh, Highlight Church. But here's the thing, starting at Highlight Church, it wasn't a staff position. I still had to work a full-time job. So I had to go back down at the bottom of the totem pole to become a technician again because, you know, we didn't know any resource or any people or resources here. And uh, worked at another salon within the first three months, got promoted as an educator back into corporate. And I actually got recruited again by another different spa uh, salon. And this individual who owned the salon uh, made a specific studio for me, wow. one of one. And right at the height of my career before I, I stepped away to get into full-time ministry, and this is no feather in my cap, but I just want to share with you because we're going to unpack this later, I was actually able to service the now vice president of the United States to work with her. And regardless of the, the political party or where she stands, I think it's pretty cool that God uses a, a small-town guy like me to, to work. So nonetheless, I found some wisdoms along the way, right, from the Word of God, and I want to pass them on to you. All right, are you guys ready to win at work? All right, let's go. So the first encouragement in order to win at work, become the best at what you do. Become the best at what you do. Now notice I didn't say be the best at what you do but become the best at what you do. Because if you be, that means you already are, but when you become, that means you're on a journey. And all of us in our career and work life, we should be on a journey to become the best. It says this in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 29, it says this, do you see someone skilled in their work? Everyone say skilled. skilled. They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. I love that passage just because Proverbs give us a little nugget on how to win. And the word there is you have to become skillful. You have to be skilled at what you do. Matter of fact, skilled, the word skilled there can be interchangeable for the word wisdom. So when you find wisdom in scripture, you can always switch it out for skill. So if you want to read the word, uh, the verse again, it says, do you see someone who's wise in their work? They will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. So here's the, here's the principle. You become valuable when you bring high value. Wow. That's good. You become valuable when you bring high value. Put it to you this way. Imagine this. Two people born in the same area... Maybe they were born in the same hospital, went to the same school, went to the same college, lives in the same neighborhood, works at the same business. But, two, but those two, they may not be getting paid the same, right? And it's because one person may bring more value wow. 
than others. So based on what you do at your, your workplace, on the value that you bring, that will determine your success at work. All right, so I believe we as believers should really grow in developing our skills as that's how we bring value into the marketplace. And so I love that, that subject of growing in our skills. And um, that's actually a, a brief thing that I want to touch on today when it comes to becoming the best at what we do. I want to talk to us a sub point is developing your skills, develop your skills. And as we unpack that, I just want to um, uh, pass on to, you, to all of us here is maybe you don't know what you're skillful at yet. Maybe you're, you're starting out, you're newer to uh, the real world. I want to first encourage you, start first with your naturally skilled areas, what you're innately good at. Maybe someone says, hey, you're really good at communication. Or hey, maybe you're really good at math. Right? So you want to begin to work there. And then what you can also do is you can research what skills are the top skills needed in your career field. So if you're an engineer, you can research what are the top engineer skills. If you're a doctor, what are the top skills a, a doctor can have? And just to uh, give you guys a, a tidbit here, uh, communication, and this is a skill that all of us can grow in, they say statistically, if you grow in communication, you can raise your income by 20%. Wow. Just by communication, nothing else. All right. And so there, there is a lot of different areas to grow in when it comes to our skills. So how, how do we grow in our skills? Well, I just want to encourage us, the, one of the best ways I believe to grow in our skill sets is by reading. By reading. And I believe reading is something nowadays that we don't do that much anymore. Uh, the average person doesn't read anymore in the age of technology, right? We have all these other different things to entertain us. But before TVs and before um, our phones, we had books, right. right? And I, I just want to encourage us that maybe starting with the Bible isn't a bad place to start. Right. Matter of fact, in the Bible has 66 different books. And I remember on my career journey as I was starting out, I didn't read any book at all beside the Bible for three straight years, nothing else. And there was the, the, the start of God doing a work in me by going through the scripture. But did you know that there are books out there on how to grow in your personality, how to grow in management, how to grow in communication, how to grow in success? Because here's the thing, if we wanna be successful, we have to study success, right? Because success leaves clues. There's someone in your career workplace right now that have made it, they're at the top of their game, and they wrote how they did it in a book. Imagine that, having the secret to success all written out, ready to go, but we're not getting in reading, all right? Because uh, as I shared, the average person does, doesn't read because the, the average person will say, you know what? By the time we go into work, by the time we go home, take care of the kids, cook a meal, it's time for, for food and Netflix, right? That's what the average person says, but I believe the average person is behind on their bills. Average person statistically said if a $400 emergency came up, they wouldn't know where to get it. So I believe that reading is not a bad place to start, right? Reading is not a, place, not a bad place to start. Um, and just on the subject of reading, because I'm really passionate about it, you may be saying to yourself, well, 
I feel like when I read, my mind wanders. I, do you, have you guys ever been there before? Like you read a page, and at the end of the page, you're like, what did I just read? Yeah. Or when you read, you just naturally start to fall asleep. Yes. Right? It puts you straight to bed. All right? Well, I want to encourage us with this kind of principle to help you grow in your skill set of reading is that you want to read and grow in your curiosities. You want to read and grow in your curiosities. Remember the verse that I read during child dedication. Jesus says, um, uh, you will not enter in the kingdom of heaven until you become like one of these. Talking about children, right? And think about that for a moment with children. They have an innate curiosity, an unquenchable curiosity. Our, Our daughter, Elena, she, um, she just turned three, but everything that comes out of her mouth right now is, why, Dad? Why, Mom? And you, we could answer her like a hundred times, and she'll have a hundred different questions more on, on the reason why. But I believe that as we grow up over time, right. maybe uh, whoever taught us quenched that curiosity, that natural curiosity, and saying, stop asking why. But I believe that God has innately given us all of that so that we can learn and grow so whatever you're curious about, learn and utilize that, okay? All right, the, the second way on how to grow within uh, developing your skills under, the, under the, the topic of becoming the best is repetition. Everyone say repetition. repetition. All right, because repetition is the mother of skill. Repetition is the mother of skill. So when you're learning these things from your books, when you're learning these things from developing your skills, you don't want to learn just to lead to knowledge, all right, that's how you become a fool. The proverb says that um, uh, a proverb in the mouth of a fool is as useless as a paralyzed leg. So you want to become, be, become to put these things into work. And now I shared with you earlier that, you know, I was able to excel in my salon um, in, the, uh, in the industry as a manicurist. But here's the thing. The first three years that I did it, I was terrible. Yeah. Like, terrible. Like, you could probably find, like, some old reviews, like, stay away from this guy. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. But here's the thing. Repetition is the mother of all skill. So I didn't quit. Remember, I worked with my brother for seven years. That's over 18,000 hours I put into the craft. And as a result, I actually have one last photo to show you guys here um, at... Uh, the, the salon that I worked at in Orlando, they actually chose me to record a training process that would go out to hundreds of different employees in California, New York, Hawaii, all because I didn't give up on my craft. Okay? So believers in here, I want to encourage y'all, whatever your skill set is, you have to be committed to replicate that, develop it, a repetition again and again and again and again. Okay, so repetition. And here's the last thought in becoming your best. And this is a note that you can take down. You want to prioritize your health. Prioritize your health. Because here's the thing. Some people are not the best because they don't feel the best. Some people are not the best because they don't feel the best. So it's not a matter of like being smart or intelligent, but it's simply because some of us are feeling ill, right? So we want to prioritize our health. Matter of fact, there's a, um, a Bible verse out there that says the spirit is willing, but the body is weak, 
right? The mind is saying, let's go, let's go get them today. But the body's saying, I can't get out of bed. So we want to begin to prioritize our health. And um, just on the, uh, on the matter of health as well, too, I believe appearance matters. Yes, yes. Appearance matters. So how you carry yourself, how you dress when you come into work, that makes a difference when it comes to becoming the best. You know, there's another verse out there that says God looks at the heart, but man looks at the outward appearance. All right, so we want to begin to prioritize how we carry ourselves, and I, I think that goes with, with health, okay? So that's becoming the best. You guys ready for the second encouragement? Ready. How to win at work. Number two, work hard at the right things. Yeah, come on. Work hard at the right things. Notice the dot, dot, dot. So let's unpack that for a little bit, right? Proverbs ten twenty six says this. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar to the teeth or smoke to the eyes. Lazy people irritate their employers. So the opposite have to be true. Right, church? Hardworking people brings joy to their employers. Hardworking people bring joy to their employers. And that's just the cultural norm nowadays, I believe, that nobody wants to work hard anymore. Matter of fact, there was just a recent article that came out that says the average American spends two hours during their work shift on their phone. I didn't believe this at all, right? So I'm like, let me, let me you know, pay attention to it. So just the other day, I was actually at a... Um, a store. I'll throw them out right now. I was at Target, okay? So I came up to Target, the, the cashier, I came up, and they were playing on their phones, uh, on their phone, and I was actually the first one to greet them. I said, hello, how are you? All right, and put their phone away, but get this, as the, they were checking me out, um, as they're waiting for me to put in my pin, they went back on their phone and started scrolling, and then after I got done, they put their phone back. Right, so that has become the norm nowadays. Right, we're we're we're, we're distracted, and so I believe that is when we when we work hard, when we be, when we have a reputation of a hard worker, that's how we can stand out at our workplace. Because when you're there at work, you're there at work. When you're there at work, you're focused. I never seen my dad at one time be on his phone growing up. Now, mind you, do we didn't have phones back then? Okay. Just, <laughs> But I never saw him on his phone, okay? And here's another tidbit. We had uh, uh, pagers back then, right? Remember the pagers? You got to call them back. But here's a, a, a quick kind of, um, kind of like skill or, or gift that I want to give you. So remember I shared with you that that, um, that spa, that world-class spa called me back. Um, this is how I... I, I Worked myself to show that I was a hard worker to them. So I put in my two weeks to, you know, transfer to the other salon. But something within me says that now I have to double my efforts in my last two weeks here. Now that goes against the norm, right? Remember, like graduating high school, right? You get senioritis. Towards the end, you don't want to do anything. And when the world expects you, when you put in your two-week notice, right, that you're going to do the bare minimum, now's the time to go all in, above and beyond. So whatever that they were expecting, you, you do a lot more than that. And I believe as a result, they took notice of it. And they said, you know what? This guy's going to leave, but why is he going above and beyond? And I think that was the seed that was left for them calling me back. So you, the, the principle is you never want to burn bridges, right? Never want to burn bridges. Okay. 
All right. So you may be asking yourself, and I asked myself this as I prepared, was preparing for this message, is why are people no longer working hard nowadays? Like, why are people aren't working hard anymore? Um, I believe it's because of a lack of vision in people's lives, maybe in our lives. And if you joined us uh, just a few weeks ago from Valley Strategy, Pastor Joshua said, the quality of my vision will determine the quality of my future. So when we don't have vision heading into work, we just see it as another day where we go in to make a living, right? But if we see it as this is a part of the journey into where God is calling to me long-term, my calling, we can play the long game approach. So little things don't irritate you a little bit more, but you see it as God developing you in your day-to-day, right? And that's the, another principle that I want to pass on to you is that when you go into work, just don't see it to make a living, but see it that as God is growing you into something so much greater. So the saying is this, if you work at your job, you'll make a living. But if you work on yourself, you'll make a legacy. If you work on your job, you're going to make a living. But if you go in, you have the mindset that I'm working on myself to become better, to be the best, you're going to leave a legacy. All right? Okay, so we had a second part of that clause, right? Dot, 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 at the right things. At the right things. Because how many of us know we can work hard, but we may be missing the mark? It says this, Proverbs 27, 18. As workers who tend a fig tree are allowed to eat the fruit, Workers who protect their employer's interests will be rewarded. Workers who protect their employer's interests will be rewarded. So in other words, when you prioritize what's most important to your employer, that's how you're going to be blessed. That's how you're going to succeed. All right. So I want to encourage you, maybe today, or this week as you head into work, set up a time with your, with your boss and pick his or her mind. Hey, what's most important to you in this season for my role? What, what, what are some goals and objectives that you have for me? Because when you know these things and you do well, you can double your income, I believe. You can triple your income because you become a lot more effective in the areas that matter. But you may be saying to yourself, well, child, I don't have a supervisor. I don't have a boss. Or I've been trying to get with this person. I can't get, even get 10 yards away from them, right, close to them. Or if you're an entrepreneur, I want to equip you with this question. It's a powerful question. Ask yourself, what one action will create the most positive change? What one action will create the most positive change? And that's what you want to focus on in your, in your day-to-day when you are at work because that's how you focus on the right things, okay? All right, you guys ready for the last one here, the last encouragement on how to win at work? Yes. Now, all of them pales into comparison with this one. This one trumps the first two, okay? If you can only get something from today's message, get this. Make Jesus the center of your life. Make Jesus the center of your life. I want to share a verse with you here, and I'll explain, I'll explain the why, and we'll have it pulled up on the screen. But we're going to be in Ephesians 
And we're going to be in chapter 1, and it says this in verse 13. And now you Gentiles, those um, who are non-Jews, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. So this verse says that when we believe in Jesus, when we believe in him as the Messiah, the Holy Spirit, we now have access to the Holy Spirit. He lives in our hearts. And that's the key to winning at work. Simply put, having a Holy Spirit led you is the key to win at work. Having a Holy Spirit led you is the key to win at work. Because here's the thing, the Holy Spirit does a few things, right? Number one, he will lead you into all truth. So he's going to show you what areas to develop. He's going to show you what areas that you need to grow in. He's going to show you some things to focus on in your season. He'll also convict, right? He comes to convict the word of, uh, of the sin. So as you're in your day-to-day, he'll tell you to, huh, maybe you shouldn't say that. Maybe you should apologize. Maybe you shouldn't enter into that circle of gossip right now. He'll stop you from doing certain things at your workplace. All right. And then lastly, he's your advocate. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. The word advocate means someone who supports you, who's for you. And you'll begin to see when the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, things start to happen supernaturally. Think of Joseph when he was in Pontifar's house, when he was in... Um, that moment of management. It says that because of Joseph's sake, he caused everything to go well in Pontifar's house. And I believe that's because the Spirit of God was with Joseph. And when we believe in Jesus, we have access to that same Spirit that was with Joseph in our workplace. And so maybe today as you're coming in, you're like, you know what, child, like I feel like I've been walking with Jesus for some time. I have the Holy Spirit, but I'm not getting anywhere right now at my workplace. I feel stuck. I feel like I have no guidance or, or nothing I can do right now is moving me forward. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't leave until God takes you out of there. I believe that God oftentimes uses our workplace to humble us, to humble us in order for us to be where we need to be for the second season, all right? And as we, as we think on that principle, when we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, he's going to elevate us. Last verse here, Proverbs 2, 6, it says, For the Lord grants wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And so as we depart here today, I just want to instill that last seed in you is that You can't go wrong in following Jesus. You can't go wrong in learning and growing with him because he's going to elevate you. He's going to promote you. He's going to bless you. He's going to be with you every single step of the way as you're in your journey.